Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. <clears throat> you can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email, also sent to you by the Course of Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lessons and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call it happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. <clears throat> Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 4, The Voice for God. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day. Today is lesson 53. I've got the numbers right. It's reviewing 11 through 15. Okay. And Donna has graciously offered to lead that today. So thank you, Donna. And Lori, do you have an opening for us this morning? I do. I do, Lemoyne. It's a really short one uh, that I feel like is perfect for the day in the voice of the Holy Spirit. I don't have a, a source for it, uh, but it's probably a very common source that we'll all recognize. And it goes like this. The mind quiets down because we observe it instead of getting lost in it. Mind quiets down because we observe it instead of getting lost in it. Amen. Now that is fabulous. That's perfect. That was my feeling. Yep. Thanks, guys. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> okay, with us and reading this morning, um, we have Lori, Karen, Donna, and Sandra with us and listening. I have uh, Judy and Harrison. Is there anybody else who's joined us who'd like to say good morning and either join the reading list? Good morning. This is Steve. Uh, I don't know whether I can read. I'll wait. Okay. Welcome, Steve. All right, then. Um, <clears throat> here. All right, I'll get us started then with uh, Chapter 5, Healing and Almost. Section 4, The Voice for God. <clears throat> OK. 
It is possible, even in this world, to hear only that voice and no other. It takes effort and great willingness to learn. It is the final lesson that I learned, and God's sons are equal are as equal as learners as they are as full. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the call to atonement or the restoration of the integrity of the mind. When the atonement is complete and the whole sonship is healed, there will be no call to return, but what God creates is eternal. The Holy Spirit will remain with the sons of God to bless their creation and keep them in the light of joy. And Lori. Uh, chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 4. The Voice for God. It is possible even in this world to hear only that voice and no other. It takes effort and great willingness to learn. It is the final lesson that I learned, and God's sons are as equal as learners as they are as souls. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the call to atonement, or the restoration of the integrity of the mind. When the atonement is complete and the whole sonship is healed, there will be no call to return, but what God creates is eternal. The Holy Spirit will remain with the sons of God to bless their creations and keep them in the light of joy. 21. You are the kingdom of heaven, but you have let the belief in darkness enter your minds and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. His is the glory before which dissociation falls away and the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. Before the separation, you did not need guidance. You knew, as you will know again, but as you do not know now. God does not guide because he can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies that there is a right way and also a wrong way one to be chosen and the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other. Thank you, Lori. And Karen. 21. You are the kingdom of heaven, but you have let the belief in darkness enter your mind and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. His is the glory before which dissociation falls away and the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. Before the separation, you did not need guidance. You knew, as you will know again, but as you do not know now. God does not guide because he can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies that there is a right way 
and also a wrong way, one to be chosen and the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other. 22. This is a conflict state. It means that knowledge has been lost because knowledge is sure. God is not in you in the literal sense. You are part of him. When you chose to leave him, he gave you a voice to speak for him because he could no longer share his knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken because you had made another voice through another will. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and to forget. You have chosen to be in a state of opposition in which opposites are possible. As a result, there are choices which you must make. In the holy state, the will is free in the sense that its creative power is unlimited. But choice itself is meaningless. Thank you, Karen. And Donna. Me too. This conflict, this is a conflict state. It means that knowledge has been lost because knowledge is sure. God is not in you in a literal sense. You are part of him. When you choose to lead him, he gave, when you chose to lead him, he gave you a voice to speak for him because he could no longer share his knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken because you had made another voice through another will. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and forget. You have chosen to be in a state of opposition in which opposites are possible. As a result, there are choices which you must make. In the Holy State, the will is free in the sense that it, it, its creative power is unlimited. But choice itself is meaningless. 23. Freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create, but its application is different. Choosing means divided will. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. This way is in you because there is also another way. God did not leave his children comfortless, even though they chose to leave him. The choice they put in their minds was not the voice of his will, for which the Holy Spirit speaks. The call to return is stronger than the call to depart, but it speaks in a different way. 
Thank you, Donna and Sandra. 23. Freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create, but its application is different. Choosing means divided will. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. This way is in you because there is also another way. God did not leave his children comfortless, even though they chose to leave him. The voice they put in their minds was not the voice of his will for which the Holy Spirit speaks. The call to return is stronger than the call to depart, but it speaks in a different way. 24. The voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to you it brings to your mind the other way, remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you have made for yourself. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strife. Thank you, Sandra. Is there a new reader for 24 and 25? Hey, I could do that. Great. Thanks, Robin Marie. 24. The voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to your mind the other way, remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you had made for yourselves. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strife. 25, quote, what profiteth it a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul, unquote. That means that if he listens to the wrong voice, he has lost sight of his soul. He cannot lose it, but he can not know it. It is therefore lost to him until he chooses right. The Holy Spirit is your guide in choosing he is the part of your mind which always speaks for the right choice because he speaks for God. He is your remaining communication with God 
which you can interrupt but cannot destroy. Thank you, Robin Marie. And is there another new reader for 25 and 6? I can do it. Thank you, right. Lemoyne. 25 and 25 and 20. Good. Thank you. What profiteth a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That means that if he listens to the wrong voice, he has lost sight of his soul. He cannot lose it, but he can not know it. It is therefore lost to him until he chooses right. The Holy Spirit is your guide in choosing. He is the part of your mind which always speaks for the right choice because he speaks for God. He is your remaining communication with God which you can interrupt but cannot destroy. The Holy Spirit is the way in which God's will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Both heaven and earth are in you because the call of both is in your will and therefore in your mind. The voice for God comes from your own altars to him. These altars are not things. They are devotions. Yet you have other devotions now. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices, and you must choose at which altar you will serve. The call you answer now is an evaluation because it is a decision. The decision itself is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. Amen. Are you on mute, Lemoyne? Oh, yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little bit struck by the online edition. seems to be missing the last one. It ends 26, that the decision itself is very simple. Could you repeat the last sentence, Judy? The decision itself is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. Thank you. All right, and is there another new reader for 26 and 27? I can do it. Steve. Go ahead, Steve. The Holy Spirit is the way in which God's will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Both heaven and earth are in you 
because the call of both is in your will and therefore in your mind. The voice for God comes from your own altars to him. These altars are not things. They are devotions. Yet you have other devotions now. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices and you must choose at which altar you will to serve. The call you answer now is an evaluation because it is a decision. The decision itself is very simple. It is made on the basis of which call is worth more to you. 27. My mind will always be like yours because we were created as equal. It was only my decision that gave me all power in heaven and earth. My only gift to you is to help you make the same decision for yourself. The will for this decision is the will to share it because the decision itself is the decision to share. It is made by giving and is therefore the one act of mind that resembles true creation. You understand the role of models in the learning process and the importance of the models you value and choose to follow in determining what you will to learn. I'm going to read that again. You understand the role of models in the learning process and the importance of the models you value and choose to follow in determining what you will to learn. I am your model for decision. By deciding for God, I showed you that this decision can be made and that you can make it pass. Well, thank you, Steve. And is there another new reader for 27 and 28? I can read now. Okay. Please go ahead, Harrison. 27. My mind will always be about yours because we were created as a force. It was only my decision that gave me all power in heaven and in earth. My only gift to you is to help you make the same decision for yourself. The will for this decision is the will to share it because the decision itself is the decision to share. It is made by giving and is therefore the one act of mind that resembles true creation. You understand the world of quote-unquote models in the learning process and the importance of the models you value in choosing to follow and choose to follow and determining what you will to learn. I am your model for decision. 
by deciding for God, I showed you that this decision can be made and that you can make it. 28. I promised you that the mind that made the decision for me is also in you and that you can let it change you just as it changed me. This mind is unequivocal because it hears only one voice and answers in only one way. You are the light of the world with me. Rest does not come from sleeping, but from waking. The Holy Spirit is the call to awake and be glad. The world is very tired because it is the idea of weariness. Our task is the joyous one of waking it to the call for God. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit or the sonship cannot be as one. What better vocation could there be for any part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole? Thank you, Harrison. And is there another new reader for 28 and 29? Hi, Lemoyne. This is Mindy. I can do it. Hi, Mindy. Please go ahead. Hi. Thank you. I promise you that the mind that made the decision for me is also in you and that you can let it change you just as it changed me. This mind is unequivocal, or excuse me, this mind is unequivocal because it hears only one voice and answers in only one way. You are the light of the world with me. Rest does not come from sleeping, but from waking. The Holy Spirit is the call to awake and be glad. The world is very tired because it is the idea of weariness. Our task is the joyous one of waking it to the call for God. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit or the sonship cannot be as one. What better vocation could there be for any part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole? Hear only this through the Holy Spirit within you and teach your brothers to listen as I am teaching you. When you are tempted by the wrong voice, call on me to remind you how to heal by sharing my decision and making it stronger. 
As we share this goal, we increase its power to attract the whole sonship and to bring it back into the oneness in which it was created. Remember that quote-unquote yoke means, no, too many quotes here. (laughs) Um, Remember that yoke means join together and burden means a message. Aha, my yoke is light, joined together, and my burden message is light, whatever that is. Let us reconsider the biblical statement, my yoke is easy and my burden light. I just want to repeat that again. Yoke means joined together, and burden means message. Let us reconsider the biblical statement, my yoke is easy and my burden light. In this way, quote, let us join together, for my message is light. End quote. Thank you, Mindy. And is there another new reader for 29 and 30? Another new reader? 29 and 30? Okay, back to you, Lori. What better vocation could there be to be part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole? Hear only this through the Holy Spirit within you and teach your brothers to listen as I am teaching you. When you are tempted by the wrong voice, call on me to remind you how to heal by sharing my decision and making it stronger. As we share this goal, we increase its power to attract the whole sonship and to bring it back into the oneness in which it was created. Remember that, quote, yoke means, quote, join together, and, quote, burden means, quote, message. Let us consider the biblical statement, then, my yoke is easy and my burden light in this way. Let us join together, for my message is light. 30. I came into your minds because you had grown vaguely aware of the fact that there is another way or another voice. Having given this invitation to the Holy Spirit, I could come to provide the model for how to think. Psychology has become the study of behavior, but no one denies the basic law that behavior is a response to motivation, and motivation is will. I have enjoined you to behave as I behaved, but we must respond to the same mind to do this. This mind is the Holy Spirit, whose will is for God always. He teaches you how to keep me as the model for your thought and to behave like me as a result. Thank you, Lori and Karen. 30. I came into your minds because you had grown vaguely aware of the fact that there is another way or another voice. Having given this invitation to the Holy Spirit, I could come to provide the model for how to think. 
Psychology has become the study of behavior, but no one denies the basic law that behavior is a response to motivation. And motivation is will. I have enjoined you to behave as I behaved, but we must respond to the same mind to do this. The mind is the Holy Spirit whose will is for God always. He teaches you how to keep me as the model for your thought and to behave like me as a result. 31. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief, but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits because the call for God is the call to the unlimited. Child of God, my message is for you. Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you. Thank you, Karen. And Donna. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief, but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits, because the call for God is the call to the unlimited child of God. Unlimited, period. Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you. Thank you, Donna. Okay. Uh, Attempt a brief summary here. Okay, for section four, the voice for God. It is possible, even in this world, to hear only that voice and no other. It takes effort and great willingness to learn. When the atonement is complete and the whole sonship is healed, there will be no call to return. But what God creates is eternal. The Holy Spirit will remain with the sons of God to bless their creation and keep them in the light of joy. You are the kingdom of heaven, but you have let the belief in darkness enter your mind, and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let vanish the idea of darkness. His is the glory before which dissociation falls away and the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. God does not guide because he can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies there is a right way and also a wrong way, one to be chosen, the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other. Yet this is a conflict state. It means that knowledge has been lost because knowledge is sure. 
God is not in you in a literal sense. You are part of him. Direct communication was broken because you had made another voice through another will. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and to forget. In the conflict state, there are choices which you must make. In the holy state, the will is free in the sense that its creative power is unlimited, but choice itself is meaningless. Yet freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create, but its application is different. The call to return is stronger than the call to depart, but it speaks in a different way. The voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it's incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. It's compelling only because of what it reminds you of. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strike. What profiteth it a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That means that if he listens to the wrong voice, he has lost sight of his soul. He cannot lose it, but he can not know it. Therefore, it is lost to him until he chooses right. The Holy Spirit is your guide in choosing. He is your remaining communication with God, which you can interrupt but cannot destroy. Your divided devotion has given you the two voices, and you must choose, must choose now, at which altar you will to serve. The call you answer now is an evaluation because it is a decision. The decision itself is very simple. To the Christ mind, the mind that was in Christ, will always be like yours because we were all created as equal. It was only his decision that gave him all power in heaven and earth. The only gift to us is to help us make the same decision for ourselves. The will for this decision is the will to share it because the decision itself is the decision to share. It is made by giving, and it is therefore the one act of mind that resembles true creation. <clears throat> by deciding for God, Jesus, Jesus showed us that this decision can be made and that we each can make it. <laughs> we each can make it. Okay. 
Holy Spirit is the call to awake and be glad. Everyone will answer the call of the Holy Spirit. What better vocation could there be for any part of the kingdom than to restore it to the perfect integration that can make it whole? Hear only this through the Holy Spirit within you and teach your brothers to listen as I am teaching you. When you are tempted by the wrong voice, call on Christ to remind you how to heal by sharing his decision and making it stronger. As we share this goal, we increase the power to attract the whole sonship and to bring it back into the oneness in which it was created. Reconsider the biblical statement, my yoke is easy and my burden light in this way. Let us join together, for my message is light. Jesus has enjoined us to behave as he behaves, to follow him, but we must respond to the same mind to do this. This mind is the Holy Spirit, whose will is for God always. He teaches you how to keep Christ as the model for your thoughts and to behave like Christ as a result. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief, but not beyond accomplishment. What we can accomplish together has no limits because the call for God is the call to the unlimited. Child of God, my message is for you to hear and give away as you answer the Holy Spirit within you. Beautiful. I love the way you did that, Lemoyne. Thank you. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thanks so much, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Well done. Well, thank you all. Um, it's been a little difficult to follow the guidance to not really compare it. Okay. Um, and so now, Donna, uh, may I turn to you and ask you to lead us in the left? <laughs> Thank you, Lauren Lauren. And this whole thing is beautiful. <clears throat> Before I go to the lesson, I'd like to read two sentences, one from 30 and one from 31. I have enjoined you to behave as I behaved, but we must respond to the same mind to do this. The power of our joint motivation is beyond belief, but not beyond accomplishment. And today's lesson 53 We have five 
lessons and we do. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. A meaningless world engenders fear. God did not create a meaningless world. My thoughts are images which I have made. From the review, paragraph five. The purpose of your learning is to enable you to bring the quiet with you and to heal the stress and turmoil. This is not done by avoiding them and seeking a haven of isolation for yourself. You will yet learn that peace is part of you and requires only that you be there to embrace any situation in which you are. And finally, you will learn that there is no limit to where you are so that your peace is everywhere, as are you. And I'll read each um, lesson and uh, sort and a paragraph or a sentence um, each. Lesson 53. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Reality is not insane. And I have real thoughts as well as insane ones. Real thoughts are my guide for seeing. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. Insane thoughts are upsetting. They produce a world in which there is no order anywhere. I cannot live in peace in such a world. I am grateful that this world is not real and that I need not see it at all unless I choose to value it. A meaningless world engenders fear. Nothing in madness is dependable. How such a world, but such a world, is not real. I have given it the illusion of reality and have suffered from my beliefs in it. God did not create a meaningless world. Why should I continue to suffer from the effects of my own insane thoughts when the perfection of creation is my home? My thoughts are images which I have made. The fact that I see a world in which there is suffering and loss and death shows me that I am seeing only the representations of my insane thoughts and I'm not allowing my real thoughts to cast their beneficent light on what I see. Yet, God's way is sure. The images I have made cannot prevail against him because it is not my will that they do so. My will is his, and I will place no other gods before him. 
Let us take a moment and place no other gods before our Father. Lesson 53, my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. A meaningless world engenders fear. God did not create a meaningless world. My thoughts are images which I have made. Let me learn to let God, God's goodwill be done for my good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Nicely done. Thank you, Donna. This is Donna. I noticed something today which has been kind of coming to me, but I really, you know, didn't realize just how important it was. In reading this lesson, I became aware of some pronouns. And it's interesting how popular pronouns are becoming in in today's world. I I reminded my, because occasionally if I see I, I'll write Jesus by it. Or if I see me, I'll write Jesus by it. And it, it just hit me today. You know, this isn't some author's written this wonderful book. This is Jesus Christ <laughs> who has brought this uh, book through uh, uh, human Helen. <clears throat> so I, I, I began to be very aware of, all, of, the, of each of these words when I saw them. I, me, mine, us, we, and our. And also in this lesson where the word model exactly describes the point and purpose and witness of Jesus' life. And he does refer to himself as I am the model you should follow. So that, that just set this, um, this, these first five uh, paragraphs for me so much higher than... than uh, I say to myself, I got this book all marked up. How come I didn't see this magnificence before? And it's because everything we do attend to awakens us a little more. The other thing I saw was in uh, maybe maybe 2021 and maybe 26. And this is, this. I got a recognition, uh, growth and recognition of, of this ego that we refer to as if it's something. 
And and so I wrote down here, ego and the world of this ego and of are the beliefs that we made. And beliefs can be believed or unbelieved. That's the difference between belief and knowledge. And that darkness uh, is the result. We made this entity we call ego in a world that we call the world and a belief system that is darkness. And so, so then I realized, well, then light, light must come to awaken us because we're still the us. We're the us of God. That's the one thing that we're totally, uh, us and our, uh, our, our pronouns that can be used for us in reference to Jesus. So when I forget that, and I, I get caught up in this past, in this dream, in this ego world, and it's uh, players on a stage, so to speak, it's just a past that never was, but I can still hurt myself. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. I really like that part about um, the Course in Miracles is a gift that keeps on giving um, in relation to my attention. That was really great. Thank you. Great share. Thank you. I love the way you, um, Donna, closed the, the uh, lesson with um, not to make or place any idols before God. And um, that's, that's to place idols before ourselves, you know, to lose the awareness of our reality as being one in the mind of God, um, the Christ mind, where we are everything. We have everything, and in being, we are everything, uh, having and being one in spirit, and the truth of who we are, um, and what the ego would make of us. Um, the beginning lessons are all about that, seeing the littleness, the misery-making, the division, the conflict, um, and making an idol of the reality that I am a body, it speaks of that later in the text, which we've we've all gone gone through together before. Um, the making of the body as an idol, and and its environment, the world, um, as an idol of a reality to itself. I mean, that's what the world is. It's the world world's validating our, our self concept as being a body, limited to and in and as a body. Which you know we have, and there's um, there's the illusion of reality to it, and and we call it reality, but the real the reality of who we are is formless, changeless, limitless joy and peace. And um, I love the text today because it's just following and building upon this idea that the voice of God is one and one in the same for everyone. It's not special. You don't have to do anything to deserve it or earn it. All 
you have to do is acknowledge it and claim it and listen to it. God has that I listen to the the call to joy every minute of every day. And and you know, the redemption and the the salvation from what the ego voice would tell me. But this is up to me. I need to make this decision. And this is what the text is just shouting, shouting to me loud and clear this morning. And it's just filling me with the gladness that um, is irrepressible. It's like, why would I deny um, the obvious truth? I mean, I've been studying books my whole life trying to find the truth. And never before the Course in Miracles has it been laid out so succinctly. And um, I'm just going to wrap it up with, you know, diddling what Donna and and Lori, you both just said. I'm listening to what the Course in Miracles is telling me. And I'm, um, any, any, any spiritual brother that's going to tell me I'm perfect and I should be happy and, and, and joyful all the time and at peace all the time and is going to give me the means to do it and I don't have to do any of it, I'd be some kind of fool not to listen. <laughs> Ergo, there I go, kids. I love you. Have a great day. Thank you, Judy. Love you too, Judy. Thank you. Thanks, Joy was transmitted. Thank you. And good morning, this is Sandra. <clears throat> and the voice for God is one of wholeness, of connectedness, of unity. And I have to sometimes be very creative to to speak where is the wholeness in this situation? Where where is everything connected for my highest and best and for everybody who's concerned for their highest and best too. And I can't always see that because because I still have some identity with, with the limitations of the body. And I probably will have some identity with the limitations of the body uh, as long as I'm inhabiting a body, maybe. And maybe I will train my mind um, so that I can completely transcend the body. That would be, you know, Jesus did it, and Jesus says that we can do it as well. But the voice for God is one for connection, for unity. And true creativity for me is to use this mind of God's to find the connection in all things, the unity in all things, the wholeness in all things, the way that all things work for my highest and best and for your highest and best. That's where I use my creativity. I'm complete. Oh, what a great example of sharing. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Thy will not mine be done. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Good morning, Miss Harrison. 
my thoughts. That's where everything begins and ends. My thoughts. Not my body. Not my brothers and sisters. Not their behavior. Not my behavior. It all begins and ends with my thoughts. And what we believe that is, um, after all these many years, 78 for me, I have finally come to realize that my words can't change the world. My words can't change me. It's my thoughts. And only my thoughts. He tells me in the review that my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. So clearly, I can have meaningful thoughts and meaningless thoughts. In my creation, God gave me the ability to choose. I call it free will. I can choose the thoughts I think with God. And then I chose the thought that I could be separate from God. And it's when I thought that thought that the world of right and wrong, the world of form, the world of attack, hatred, war, all arose when I chose the thought that I could be separate from God. And thank God that Bill and Helen entertained the thought that there must be another way. And as a result of that idea that there must be another way, that was translated into what has been a guide for me and many others out of this illusory, hateful, unloving, unkind, murderous idea of a world apart from God. 
It's a false idea. It doesn't exist in truth. There is no death, no sickness, no suffering, no war, no pain. It's all meaningless. But I can see a real world. And how do I do that? By looking to my real thoughts. The thoughts I think with God. They're there. They're in my mind. If I choose to look for them, then I can't have it both ways. I can't have meaningless thoughts and meaningful thoughts at the same time, one or the other. So I can choose to see one or the other. I can choose. And for most of my life, I never thought that there was a choice. I thought that the only world was the world I see. And it just really drove me crazy. Because all I saw was a crazy world. And when you when I turn on the news, that's the world I see. And rarely do I see the world that God created it reflected in the world. Occasionally, I will see a Mother Teresa. Occasionally, I don't see someone speak the word of truth and choose to see my, my and their meaningful thoughts. Choose to see a real world. He says in the reading, in reference to the biblical statement, my yoke is easy and my burden light. And the way Jesus translates that is he says, let us join together for my message is light. I'm so thankful for these calls. Thank you, Lori, and the morning for sharing it all. Me for the way I did start it. He tells me that 
Jesus says, I came to your mind because you had grown vaguely aware of the fact that there is another way or another voice. That's what brought us here, brothers and sisters. And he said, once you gave this invitation to the Holy Spirit, I could come to provide the model for how to think. That's the key for me to accept Jesus' model for how to think. And the way I think is to respond to the mind for God, the thought of God. And the mind is the Holy Spirit, whose will is for God always. Not my will, but God's will. And God's will is reflected in the Holy Spirit. And if I want to embrace God's will, I must embrace the Holy Spirit as the only voice that I choose to listen to, as my only God. And I do that in spite of what my physical eyes and my separate mind is showing me. I join with God. I join with the Holy Spirit who teaches me how to Keep Jesus as my model for my thought and behave like he did as a result. What a remarkable example. Thank you. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Harrison. That was just precious. Thank you, dear brother. Truly a blessing you are. I'm honored to be in your presence, Harrison. I'm honored to know you as my friend. And I'm honored to hear the, the feelings that come from your heart. Thank you, Charles.
Thank you, Harrison. So glad I stayed to hear you. Um, you remind me of the of the lesson um, in the workbook that speaks of this is the real world, and the real world doesn't have streets or houses or doesn't see people walking separate and alone. It doesn't see people driving in cars, going to stores, to buying buying things that they don't need, and. Um, the idea that Christ's message is that we are light, light in the mind of God, that we're a thought in the mind of God, purely mind and purely spirit, is such a transcendental, um, um, beautiful expression of, of something that can't be described in words, that it's unnameable and really unknowable by the limited um, brain-thinking mind that we that we have within our bodies. It's beyond what we think we are. And the beauty of that um, transcendental, embracing that transcendental truth of who we are, the freedom and the joy. And um, when I read that this morning, um, I thought if I'm not limited to a body and time and space, then um, what's the purpose of happy hour? You know, i got to go somewhere to get a drink in order to be happy. It's like the absurdity and the ridiculousness of the way the ego operates in um, seeking outside of itself for its completion and its wholeness. And um, that we readily have to acknowledge that Christ is us, that we are the Christ. We are the one son together in that beautiful unity and wholeness that Sandra spoke of. And um, I needn't have a thought of my own at all about it. It's really a rec- that enlightenment, the light is within all of us. There is no darkness within any of us. That that's all thoughts and images in in, in the in the darkness of the belief that we are can be hidden and limited to a body. That we're so far beyond what we. We think we are that we can't even imagine it. The lofty, the loftiness and the inestimable worth of what we are in truth is just singing in my soul today. Um, so thank you. I'm so glad you shared that idea of the real world today, because it is something that we can see through Christ eyes, through our Christ eyes in vision, and in wholeness and completion and truth where there's a knowledge that we we lack for nothing, that we need nothing, need want nothing, because we are complete and whole in God. Amen. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) full of joy. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. To inspire such a presence. Beautiful. Thank you. Hmm. Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And it occurs to me today that um, our reading and our lesson are absolutely perfectly synced up with each other. Just perfectly. Ending with my thoughts or images I have made. My thoughts. 
or images I have made. We're told often in this work that perception is projection. Projection is perception. And, and he goes on and says, you see what you believe is there and you believe it's there because you want it there. And all these, these first 20 or 25 lessons are directed toward the gift of Christ's vision. And um, that seems so mysterious to me for the longest time until um, I seriously started doing these lessons like they're laid out because they're each, each designed to uh, allow me an experience. I can test the idea, try it out, and see what happens. Especially um, these lessons directed toward what I see. He says, vision is our greatest need. All throughout this work, it comes up over and over and over again, imploring me to see, to see what can really be seen. And every lesson is so perfectly designed because it's the invitation to take this bit and try it out and see what happens. Take this bit. He's so confident in the thought system of truth, in the thought system that leads to knowledge, that he can invite me over and over and over again. Take this. Try it out. Give it a test drive. See what happens. <clears throat> I just love that. I love that because it's all designed to show me that mind is cause and what I see is an effect. Mind is cause and what I see is an effect. And I can find that out for myself. Um, when I first came to this call, I, I had this... Um, I had this notion that it would be difficult to open my heart-mind to talk about the things that are most valuable to me. But every lesson here is designed to show me what it is I really value, the preciousness of it, because I've tried it out and seen that it works. And this is, this is the nature of light. You know, um, this is the nature of light. This is the true nature of mind. My thoughts are images I have made, but all creation, he says, lies in the thoughts I think with God. All creation lies in the thoughts I think with God. Try it, he says. You'll like it. And, and to me, the outcome is realizing that the universe is a mirror. He says your brother is a mirror. As long as perception lasts, he'll show you the content of your mind. The universe is a mirror too. And all interpretation of what I see in this mirror is based on what I choose. What do I choose? 
you see what you believe is there, he says, and you believe it's there because you want it there. That's the power of my choice, right there. When I choose to see the holiness of this universe as a mirror of the mind of God, I'm led way beyond the pathways of healing into something entirely different. And he shows me step by step by holy step what to do, what to think. And over and over and over again, I realize that my thoughts have this power, the power of mirroring. <laughs> it's, it's magnificent what my thoughts can see when I think with God. It's beyond description, as you say, Judy. And this healing, this healing that he's talking about, is just this perfect invitation to soften up, just soften up a little bit. That was the first thing I heard when I was afraid. He said to me just two words, soften and attend. And if I soften and attend, it's for me to discover that Within my mind is a world of intimacy, a world of mutuality, a world of vulnerability, a world of openness. This is the gift of the Holy Spirit, this intimacy, this mutuality, this vulnerability, this openness. When I listen, when I soften and attend, and it turns out that the whole work, all of the Course in Miracles is designed to show me how to express my soul. First, I have to know my soul. And that's what Holy Spirit does for me. He brings my soul into my awareness. I can't lose it. I can't lose it, but I cannot know it. He wants me to know that. So if I soften and attend what I've offered him is my great willingness to hear only that voice and it's like I said so mutual so intimate so vulnerable so open that I cannot not respond to it and when I respond to it it turns out I'm thinking on an entirely different order than I used to. And it's down for me to discover that this universe is a mirror, a responsive mirror, a beautifully delicate responsive mirror that shows me the beauty in my own mind, you see? And so all he wants us to do is soften and attend to this voice of mutuality and it turns out it turns out that I wind up treating everyone the same way this voice treats me I don't know how that happens I don't care how that happens I just know I love it the light of God is meant to be shared that's the nature of creation that's the nature of the kingdom. 
And when I realize I can choose how I interpret and I have a guide to show me how to interpret, well, what happens is the ego just kind of, I don't hear it anymore. Oh, I do. I do. But not as often. Not as often. And I'm happier. So I take these ideas and I try them out. And I love the consequence. And that's why the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to us. To help me remember my soul and its beauty. And um, to learn how to express it. And I'm complete. Thank you, dear one. Thank you, Lori. You're an inspiration. Thank you. Amen. Soften, soften. Mm. Those words soften, gentle, tend, attend, Mm. tenderly. Thank you Mm. so much. Your joy. Amen. This is Charles here. Just like to share the idea that the past is gone unless I choose to hold on to it. And if I choose to feel down about how I feel, I choose to hold the past instead of let it go and ask to redirect my mind and give my attention to that which truly is the nature of being, the nature of Christ, the nature of the divine. To feel the heart rise, to come to this call and listen to the blessings of our brothers and sisters, to release my feelings about, about I have about myself and my conditions and to lose myself in the presence of this wonderful sharing. It truly is a healing for me. And the future is just the extension of the now, and the now becomes the new past. And the new past is what I embrace with the love that is shared here in this call. In the presence of all your voices, I give thanks. With that, I'm complete. Thank you, Charles. Thanks for your support, Charles. No, I really wanted to hear you today, so I'm glad you glad you shared. Your words always touch my heart, Larry. Always, thank you.
Good morning. It's Mindy. Can you hear me all right? Good morning. Yes. Yes. Good morning. I knew I needed to share, but I didn't know what. <clears throat> and I'm being drawn to Reverend Reva Joy's um, mailing that she does every day for the ACIM group. And I just I would like to share the few paragraphs that she put at the beginning. <clears throat> Excuse me. The voice for God. Quote, the voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. The voice for God. The voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not keep control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to your mind the other way, remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you have made for yourselves. I love that. I want to say that again. It brings to your mind the other way, remaining quiet even in the midst of the turmoil you have made for yourselves. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Yet peace is stronger than war because it heals. War is division, excuse me, not increase. No one gains from strife. And again, the voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. I can see how that relates to softening. Um, I see I read that because um, <clears throat> we have a situation where there's someone who's been in my life who I always thought I needed to have a special relationship with or a true heart-to-heart connection. And this person is leaving shortly. <clears throat> and I noticed the ego making demands of me as to how to deal with the situation. And commanding that I learn from it. And just being very um, condemning. And I was able to get in touch with the self-hatred that the ego has and really recognizing that even that same self-hatred that the ego was bringing up to me, look, you could have done this, you could have done that, was the exact same thing that kept me from risking asking to be in a more intimate, loving relationship and close relationship with this person. I always felt I had to change or shift somehow before I could ask. And I had fear that I wasn't good enough. And it's interesting to watch the ego. And the voice of the ego says, you have to do something and wants to punish me or control the situation. But when I listen to the Holy Spirit, that gentle voice that unites. Oh, this is such an opportunity for healing. 
and healing the self-hatred right now, you know, not listening to it, having it transformed. And in truth, there's nothing that was really lost. The form of the relationship didn't take what I thought it should or could. But I still feel my connection with this person and the love that I share with him. And who's to say that that won't be magnified when I've let go of the thought about what the form should take because it won't be possible anymore. <laughs> the person's moving away. So it's been a challenging few days. Um, however, you know, growth sometimes feels challenging. And until I've shed the ego completely and am, or, you know, have risen above it <laughs> and don't believe its voice anymore, sometimes my learning will be uncomfortable. Um, and being a happy learner doesn't mean that, you know, I'd like to be a happy learner, not, not a sad, angry, resentful, scared learner. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to learn just all from happy circumstances or because I simply want to join with God and happiness and love. It, it also sometimes means that I am being a happy learner, even something that doesn't feel right. So I've got another call. I'm going to take it, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for letting me share. I'm listening to the quiet voice of peace, which brings healing and joy to any situation. Amen. Thank you. Thank that you, was man. beautiful, Mindy. It's so happy. Mm. Thank you, Mindy. It reminds me when God created us, he gave us free will because he wanted our love freely. And he didn't want to dictate to us how we should live or how we should be. He wanted us to freely love him, for he freely loves us and gave us the freedom to choose to give our attention there or elsewhere. And we realize the value of our attention when we turn back to God from the meaningless to the meaningful. Thank you for sharing that story. Much appreciated. That was beautiful, Charles. Thank you. This is Donna. <clears throat> Laurie drawing our attention to the uh, first 25 lessons. Making, for me, the Christ vision more real brought me back to paragraph 27. <clears throat> and I was reminded we each have a gift and uh, paragraph 27, Jesus says, my mind will always be like yours. My decision gave me all power in heaven and earth. My gift is to help you make the same decision for yourself. 
And he said before in his writings, and he definitely said it in um, Scripture when he was here as Jesus, he chose the Holy Spirit. And what he was letting us know then is you can't have both. You can't choose the Holy Spirit and the ego because there's no in-between. We cannot even dabble in humanness except to let it go. By letting, and the only way we can really let it go since we are in the stream is by letting the Holy Spirit help us continue our walk in moving toward complete Christ's choice and our awakeness and the light because there's no light in ego. It can't bring its darkness to the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can shine it away for us. I find um, how you went through the, the, the Christ vision thing wonderful. Thank you. I am complete. Marvelous. Marvelous. Thank, Thank you, Donna. Donna. You appreciate Thank you, Donna. Hey, I didn't you hear what you had to say, Donna. I was on another call. This is Mindy. My um, talk was interrupted. So thank you um, for your energy. I can feel it. And I don't know what you guys heard me say last, but I just wanted to say that I love the workbook lessons today. Um, you know, it really talks about I've made up insane thinking about this particular situation that I don't feel at peace about. And it's just wonderful to me how the universe always presents me in my life the perfect, the perfect situation to apply the, the workbook love to, and of course the text. And I'm just so grateful for this, this opportunity to look at my insane thinking and recognize it for what it is and let it go. Mm-hmm. And recognize the reality of love and oneness between everyone, especially this person, and the need to allow myself to feel whole and complete and how beautiful relationships arise from that. Beautiful, holy, wholesome relationships. When I'm whole, I'm holy. Anyway, my brother called and he wants me to happen with an errand and I'm very happy to do that because I tend to sit around and think too much <laughs> and process. So I'm going to um, enter into my relationship with my brother fully and see how I can support him and what he does. So I'm going to say goodbye and just want to complete with y'all because I know you lost me in the middle of something and just wanted to share and be on the phone for another minute or two before I say goodbye. So I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Mm. Thanks for finishing your thoughts, Mindy. Yes. Thank you, Mindy. No, thank you guys for being a beautiful open face of compassion and, and love. <laughs> All right. Well, my kitties and I say awareness is <laughs> what? All right. They say awareness, awareness is aware. It's the beginning of forgiveness. <laughs> it's the starting point of the forgiveness is awareness. That leads us to inquiry. It's such a blessing to share your awareness with us. Thanks, Charles. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
Um, and I would like to ask for some prayers. Um, I could not find my keys yesterday. And uh, mm. we have a snowstorm coming soon, and I've got to get out the door to do my thing for my brother and myself. And my awareness is, is that my tendency is to get upset with myself and make myself bad and wrong. Staying home yesterday was perfect, so I'm trusting that when it's time for me to walk out the door, the keys will appear in my preparations for the day and what I do for the day. That I can let go of the illusory person that I've made up in my mind, that I've condemned, you know, the one who loses their keys. That I recognize that being doesn't exist, it's just a belief. And that I am safe and whole and connected in oneness with all beings and even all things that that are to contribute to my day. And and so I'm willing without fear to get up and start my day and gather things and get ready for my events and trust that, that I am creating loving experiences. And if I don't find my keys, it means I'm not supposed to do the errands. And that love in my life is meant to be experienced here at home. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you. <laughs> mm, thanks for letting me share that. It's just like it's amazing the constructs that I make that I, that I think are me and that I then seem to think need to be changed or punished or put into shape. And all they really need to be seen is the call for help. And I let the Holy Spirit answer that call. I know my heart is glad to hear you share. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, onward and upward, um, or I should say getting up and expanding outward into my, my home and my day, and knowing that I'm perfect, whole, and complete, and listening to Jesus' voice as to how to perceive and think about everything, and how to open up to the wholeness of every moment, and just allow that love to come for me and be that light. So thanks, guys. Mwah. Are you on mute, Lemoyne? Uh, no, I'm not. No. Oh, okay. I think I'd, may, it may not have been heard, but I just said the acceptance is key, maybe. <laughs> Open that yeah. one. Oh, help with the keys. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I'm, I... Maybe it's time to flip a coin. Do you have a, a closing that you're called to give today, Laurie? I do, especially. Okay, so coin flipping. I'm flipping. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go first. You want to hear I'm it? Gonna, I'm going to read okay. something from the manual, and then I'll give it over to you. Okay? Perfect. All right, this is uh, from uh, Manual 11. 
How is peace possible in the world? Paragraph 3. The text explains that the Holy Spirit is the answer to all problems you have made. These problems are not real, but that is meaningless to those who believe in them. And everyone believes in what he made, for it was made by his believing it. Into this strange and paradoxical situation, one without meaning and devoid of sense, yet out of which no way seems possible, God has sent his judgment to answer yours. Gently, his judgment substitutes for yours. And through this substitution is the ununderstandable made understandable. How is peace possible in this world? In your judgment, it is not possible and can never be possible. But in the judgment of God, what is reflected here is only peace. Over to you, Lori. Well, you know what? Here's a perfect bookend. (laughs) In chapter 17, Forgiveness and Healing, Perception of the Two Worlds. How about this? God established his relationship with you to make you happy. And nothing you do which does not share his purpose can be real. The purpose God ascribed to anything is its only function because his reason for creating his relationship with you, the function of relationships became forever to make happy and nothing else. To fulfill this function, you relate to your creations as God to his. For nothing God created is apart from happiness, and nothing God created but would extend happiness as its creator did. Whatever fulfills this function not cannot be real. In this world, it is impossible to create. Yet, it is possible to make happy the purpose of all relationships. How about that? Amen. Amen. (laughs) And thank you all for being here. And this call is an end, but this is the end of the recorded portion. So, thank you.